Yes, as said earlier in one of my videos, that living with autism can be difficult for different people from all walks of life and who have been working with people with autism. Yet in saying this, again, we are still humans and that we have some unique gifts and talents, etc. that we can share to the world as well. Living with an autistic family member can be an unique experience. I'm here today to share with you all in this as a video guide to help you try to understand and help a family member in their needs that is autistic. I would like to put three disclaimers on right now as I'm doing this podcast. Um, number one is I'm not a medical doctor. I'm just your normal Joe blog sharing my lived experiences with Asperger's syndrome or Asperger's in short. That some things I may share, how I cope on the daily may or may not work for you and what may or may not work for you will not work for me or vice versa. What works for me will work for you per se. And in saying this, that if there's any signs and symptoms that presents to the cases of what I share of these everyday topics of mental health and autism, do seek professional advice and seek an opinion as well as also just in saying that, that I don't wish to see any harm in the making. The second part of the disclaimer here I would like to discuss is as I go along sharing you with the podcast of the topics, the terms I'll be using like speeches and autism will likely to interchange a bit throughout the series and I don't want to offend anyone. This will go for the terminologies of people with autism, persons with autism. This again will depend on the person who has autism of the actual how they want to be addressed as an autistic or a person with autism. So be respectable when you do meet an autistic hearsay because obviously at the end of the day we don't want to, as I said, offend anyone and, and saying this, that of this offence we should be able to just remove our mentality and just be respectable of others' opinions, beliefs and what have you because at the end of the day everyone's different. Ask an autistic first before maybe addressing them as an autistic person or what have you. Just get to know them as a person as a whole behind the autism as well as removing that kind of wishful thinking that everyone is the same or what have you but more of that of the case how to address the autistic community and the executive functioning labels or what have you that I will be presenting in one of the series over since I'm an autistic don't forever assume that you know as you're getting to know me as a person behind the voice or behind the actual camera that every autistic is the same every autistic will be different because obviously autism is a wide spectrum of different kind of conditions that branches out but I'll be sharing more about autism, what it's like later on and one of my podcasting pieces. The topics that are being shared right now as I'm sharing with you all today will obviously be based on an American, UK or Aussie website or any other websites as I do my research because as I said before that many of these research findings that I'm doing right now will be based on this areas because New Zealand has limited resources and references to what I'm sharing with you all on the everyday topics that you may be questioning on and want to learn from me based on also my lived experiences as well and in saying this while I give you some tips and advice along the way please be considerate inside the actual advice part of it is this is just strictly based on my lived experience. Welcome back chameleon to my channel and podcast as be answers as your host as well as educator, advocate and navigator navigating through life with autism and mental health with my lived experiences along with some tips and advice and guidance. I also take you all on a journey with me for some fun and games. If you're into any of this and more feel free to smash that subscribe button on the bottom right hand corner of the screen and turn on the notification bell. I also post on Twitter and Instagram so feel free to visit and follow me on these too. Be 
uh, how to informational guide as described in the title as I said how to help an autistic family member and this will be broken down into four parts and they are part one talking to them part two schedules and lists part three will be sensory differences and special interests part four safety understanding and love so let's start the video part one talking to them number one assume that they are competent and intelligent example here a girl who doesn't talk and constantly flaps her arms may still be very capable of understanding what you are saying even if your loved one can't understand you they still appreciate your confidence and trust in them there is nothing worse of someone that thinks that they know it all about being autistic or helping that particular someone hence why again always ask the autistic or even the carer who, or whoever for some guidance into what you can do to help and assist them to make life easier don't forever judge or assume that we're stupid we are talented and gifted individuals too be clearly to help them understand this one I want to be clear about is never to talk down to us never belittle us be sure to be talking to the level that you feel fit for us to understand what you're saying to us I'm sure as hell don't like it when people belittle me or downsize me or what have you is that is one of my pet peeves and turn offs I have shared about my pet peeves of autism and I'll link it above me and in the description box below me be clear about your thought feelings and give occasional pauses so they have time to think and consider how to respond avoid exaggeration if they don't understand figure it be well don't force them to make eye contact or stop dimming when they listen this can make it very difficult for them to concentrate again I talked about stimming which I will link in the playlist above me and in the description box below me as well as also the topic eye contact again which will be listed make sure that you have their attention before you launch into something important if they are zoned out they might not realize they want to talk and might not hear a word yet you say say their name and see what they look up if they look up will acknowledge you before you begin to talk this one was number three that I mentioned four remember that you're not the only one getting frustrated autistic people don't do it on purpose and they can't help many of their idiosyncrasies they're not trying to annoy you or being intentionally difficult they're doing the best way they can with what they have just like you are five don't get mad at them for their communication attempts some autistic people love to talk passionately about their special interests or need to ask lots of questions before they feel that they understand usually persistent questioning is an attempt to bond with you they're hoping that you'll open up and they want to listen if you are feeling drained or need to do something else just politely explain that you are titled you need to do something else you have a right to set some boundaries from memory I have talked about personal space and boundaries or how to set up a boundary with an autistic which I'll gain I'll link it in the archive and in the description box below me as well number six let them stim while they talk to you this can help them to concentrate and stay calm if their stimming is extremely distracting example their pacing is making you dizzy ask them to switch to different stim example rocking in a rocking chair while knitting if they do that as a form of arts and crafts or some other, thing, other things for their hands try providing stress balls tangles fidget toys and craft materials such as beads or yarn active people may sit better on rocking chairs or exercise balls part two people so one make lists some autistic people struggle to remember to do the most mundane things which again I have shared about making lists as well as executive functioning hacks from an autistic which I will link these above me and below me as well even a teenager order may benefit from having a list of things to do every morning like brushing out teeth taking a shower etc because adding, adding pictures to the list especially if the person is young or has limited reading skills the list can be hidden in a drawer if the person is embarrassed by needing it 
two, make a schedule. Include everything that goes on in a day. If the person is school age, include things like leave for school, get home from school, do homework, eat a snack, etc. Be sure to include free time. Estimate the schedules. Eliminate the schedules so that they can write temporary changes with a marker. For example, write when somebody comes to visit or when school is on vacation. Three, handle changes with care. Many autistic that I have come to talk to doesn't like sudden changes in their routines and that sometimes we know that there are some changes that can, can be out of our control yet we can always find ways to avoid it and accept some of the changes that are out of control to just tell ourselves I am going through this period of change can I tackle it and accept it what is going on tackle it and accept it what is going on if not what can I do to make it better and make me and others around me if it involves them to make it busier better and easier for us to adapt people so introducing them gently is important give them as much time as possible to get used to it and understand it if a last minute change must be made write it on the schedule and dry erase pen as soon as possible give them plenty of time to adjust and prepare for that change giving them multiple reminders will help them to be emotionally ready don't plan surprises even ones you think would be fun avoid surprise parties tell your autistic person if you plan to make them take them out for a restaurant attend a carnival or anything that's not routine for them I shared above about the series of attrition and changes in autistics which again I'll link in the icon in above me and in the description box below me 4. Create a weekly schedule to help the person visualise weekly events this helps them see how today will be different from yesterday especially from the weekends to weekdays if there are things that happen less than daily remind the person of them the night before again in the morning and again if possible shortly before the event this includes sports practices math tournaments and musical dance lessons 5. Try to keep each day similar to the rest for example if the person has a baseball practice one day plan something every day at that time that way the per- that person won't be used to being home and having free time or studying at the time they should be at baseball that one day. Part 3. Sensory differences and special interests. 1. Discuss sensory overload and meltdown management strategies ahead of time. Get together with the participant and brace on ways to make group outings more fun for everyone. This should include minimising upsetting or painful stimuli, avoiding the negative stimuli, giving them multiple reminders will help them to be emotionally ready, don't plan surprises, even ones you think would be fun. Avoid surprise parties, tell the autistic person if you plan to make them take them out for a restaurant, attend a carnival or anything that's not routine for them. I shared above about the series of attrition and changes in autistics, which again I'll link in the icon in above me and in the description box below me. 4. Create a weekly schedule to help the person visualise weekly events. This helps them see how today will be different from yesterday, especially from the weekends to weekdays. If there are things that happen less than daily, remind the person of them the night before, again in the morning and again if possible shortly before the event. This includes sports practices, math tournaments and musical dance lessons. 5. Try to keep each day similar to the rest. For example, if the person has a baseball practice one day, plan something every day at that time. That way, the per- that person won't be used to being home and having free time or studying at the time they should be at baseball that one day. Part 3. Sensory differences and special interests. 1. Discuss sensory overload and meltdown management strategies ahead of time. Get together with the participant and brace on ways to make group outings more fun for everyone. This should include seeing or painful stimuli, avoiding the negative stimuli, how to escape from an overwhelming situation, self-caming strategies such as deep threes, counting, taking a break, etc, etc. 2. Listen to them when they tell you that something hurts or is difficult. Communication is key here as well as observing the autistic if they are hurt or trying to tell you something that maybe is important to them. Be patient with them. Don't growl at them nor yell at them if they did something wrong. Remain calm and talk to them as saying as an example, today I know that you're in pain. Where are you sore? And what can we do to try and fix it to make you feel better uncomfortable? A sweater that feels slightly scratch, scratchy wool to you could feel like a swarm of angry fire ants to them. Always try to accommodate their needs, to 
turn down the volume, go somewhere else or give them earplugs and white noise so they feel okay. Never say you can deal with it or it can, can't hurt that much. This teaches them to deny the fact that they are uncomfortable or in pain. This can be very dangerous when they have a tangible medical problem but end up suffering in silence because they think that it must be nothing. That what we were told when they had sensory issues that hurt just as much. Encouraged to try things as just slightly out of their comfort zone, for example, offer to add a cunning bit of ice to their favourite meal to help them adjust to eating spicier food. Keep it playful and let them back out of it whenever they want. This helps their brain process it and it introduces new things in a safe and a non-threatening way. Yes, they have sensory differences and that's important to know we can do to help. Again, I have talked about high and low sensory needs or what have you, which I'll link again in the icon in the description box below me. Three, give them plenty of exercise and time outdoors. The exercise will give them a way to channel their extra energy and help with sleeping troubles. The process of exploring the outdoors will introduce them to sensory stimuli in a fun way which will help them with sensory processing issues. Some assisted people feel much calmer and more focused if they swing for 15 minutes every day. Four, make time for their special interests. Listen to them talk about it once in a while. Example, the conversation on the car ride home can be about cat. Help them pick up books and movies that feature their interests. Encouraging their passions will help them build their self-esteem and, and teach them skills that could later result in a very successful career. Consider this as an opportunity to learn more about your child and practice your active listening skills. Five, teach them how to speak about their interests in moderation. Emphasize that it is okay to talk about their interests and they don't need to feel ashamed or afraid of doing so. Discuss moderation and flexibility as goals. Model appropriate conversation skills and help them learn to understand boundaries. It's okay to set boundaries and say, I'm a little tired right now and need some time alone. Or I may need to do homework now. You can also politely change the subject if it's been a while. For example, I'd like to talk about something else now. It's very nice to discuss computers with you, but I'm getting a little tired of, of it for now. So I'd like to change the subject. How was your day at school? Part 4, last but not least. Safety, understanding and luck. Why? Stay with them. Some autistic children will wander off or leave the house. If you're in a crowded place like an amusement park, hold their hand or keep them in your sight. For children at home, lock the door with a deadbolt higher than they can reach. Discuss the safety in public places with them. Talk with them about what to do if they feel upset or need you. Teach them to go to their coming down corner instead of leaving the building to call you to or tell an adult instead of wandering I'll go find you. If, if Kento wander then consider making them a bracelet with your home address and phone number so people can contact you if they find your child. 2. Give the autistic person plenty of downtime. This can one is a real important one for you and your sister child that needs it. As we know that sometimes when we have a rough or hectic day that we need to treat ourselves for self care etc. Autistic people are at high risk of developing anxiety disorders so it's important that they feel rested and balanced. Let them engage in their special interest, read books and play with toys on the floor, run around outside and spend time doing quiet, relaxing activities. This will help prevent meltdowns and increase their coping skills. Number three is build a team of caring adults to help your child to learn and grow. Network with therapists, teachers and special education teachers. If your family member is in school, talk to their teachers before the year starts and explain their special need. If the autistic person is afraid of a particular adult or hates attending a specific therapy, cut contact. Some therapists use harmful restraint and seclusion tactics, silence stimming or undermine the child's autonomy. The person's emotional health will be better if you quit right away. If you wouldn't feel comfortable with the certain therapy being done to a non-autistic child, don't do it to an autistic child. Four, find support groups for both the family member and yourself. There are bound to be some support groups in your local area for you to join in with other adults to learn from of how they cope with everyday or everything that what they go through and what their child may have taught them. Your family member can meet other autistic people and share coping strategies while you can learn tips from other family members. Be aware of anti-autism groups which tend to lower parents with an ideology or of materialism and treat autism like a screw gouge to be eliminated. This is harmful to the child.
child because it treats them like a project burden or list of behaviours instead of a worthwhile human being. The autistic community considers some of these groups to be hate groups and organises campaigns against them. 5. Try to learn as much as about autism as you can. The autism community online is a good place to start. Look up organisations run by autistic people and autistic bloggers who share their stories. The hashtags of hashtag ask an autistic and hashtag actually autistic are good ways to find people on the spectrum. 6. Appreciate their quirk. Autism is part of who they are and part of who they'll always be. It comes with plenty of challenges but also it comes with plenty of challenges but also idiosyncrasy. The way they flap their hands when they are happy to see it. Their openness about their thoughts or their quirky sense of humour. Learn to see their strengths and positive traits as well as their weaknesses. 7. Love and accept them. They are doing their best and a disability doesn't make them an incomplete human being or a puzzle that's missing some pieces. Your unconditional love is what they need the most as well as understanding patience and guidance and so much more. You are their first example of how to live their life and how you are their teachers when they are first when they first come into the world. Tip. Don't reel off a list of tasks because it may be difficult for just a person to remember everything at once. If a child has to be put something on the table, turn off the TV, then put on shows, r- shoes, remind about the TV after the table task and remind them to put on shoes after turning off the TV. People with ASD have marvelous minds but can forget to do the simplest task. Don't, another one is don't overreact. Learn to take things in your stride. Even if you find a pair who is also autistic, there's no guarantee the two will get along. With that being said, don't be afraid to introduce them. They may well become best friends. Remember that their disability isn't their fault. Don't blame them for being autistic. Warnings. Autistic people may have their meltdown sometimes. This is part of life and it's very frustrating for both people nearby and the autistic person who can't stop the meltdown. Two is don't punish the person for it. Instead, escort them to a quiet place. When they feel better, discuss what went wrong so everyone can be better prepared in the future. And last but not least for their warnings, never stop someone from stimming. This robs them of an important coping strategy and hurts their own self-esteem. This wraps up my video and podcast on how to help an autistic family member. If you enjoyed it, smash the like. Again, subscribe to join me as a fan bam on this journey and up above me there will be two videos that you can watch all about autism help center and another one which will be my most common video to end this also basically I want to ask a question if I've missed anything on how to help an autistic family member if you are an autistic or have a mem- family member that is autistic please feel free to comment below about any tips or guidance on how you want people to understand better to help you or others like us on the spectrum to make life easier and if you do decide to comment and you see any of the other comments listed please be mindful of others and respectable of others because as I said I want to treat this as a friendly and safe environment as much as possible so that people doesn't feel like they're being threatened stigmatized stereotyped or what have you so all for the do guys thanks for support thanks for watching do what you love love I do until next time ciao for now also where to find me Spotify obviously is SB Answers which is capital A capital A Patreon is my crowdfunding page right now you can find me on patreon.com SB Answers basically and for those of you who don't know what Patreon on is today for those who are listening that are new I have this set up for funding for future projects like this one of my podcast versus my merch that I've been designing which I'll share more briefly soon about my merch update or even in this podcast right now as I'm addressing this to you guys is that It's like a crowdfunding page or funding page for creators like me or content creators, music creators, whoever it may be that's seeking out funding to support themselves in a way of maybe say they need extra equipment for their cameras versus maybe their radio equipment if they were doing something similar like I am doing today or covering their rent.
travel costs, what have you. And I'm saying this also basically for the merch, you'll see me basically maybe wearing it once in a while on my YouTube channel as well as maybe, you know, out and about in public. And so in saying this, my merch site is spreadshirt.com, life hyphen of hyphen and hyphen SB. Feel free to become a patron patreon to support this youtube project as well as many others that are in the works as of this time feel free to you know donate big or small with me and this journey of it and also my merch obviously will cover the cost for this as well so i'll catch you all again on the other side sb signing out for now and bye <laughs>